0: Everyone, welcome to the show. It's the Mark for Mark podcast. I'm sports editor Mark Podolsky, and you are entertainment editor Mark Mazuris. I love pop culture. You, what do you like?
1: I love sports, but sports is misery lately. So,
0: so, so let's recap. In a span of about two or three days, the Browns don't know who really their quarterback is. The Indians are out of the playoffs, and LeBron James' ankle is a big mystery. And who knows if he's even going to be ready for the start of the. Regular season opener next Tuesday. Other than that, everything else is going fantastic in the world of Cleveland sports.
1: I mean, the Buckeyes will probably beat Nebraska.
0: <laughs> well, think. Buckeyes, I don't know if they constitute Cleveland sports, but uh, you know what I mean.
1: You know, they're one of my big four, so.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, this is the, for this discussion, we're talking about Cavs, Browns, and Indians, and then we'll get into a little pop culture later in the show. It's, it was a big weekend for trailers, The uh, Last Jedi, actually Monday. The last Jedi trailer, uh, both, both were Monday, right? The last,
1: last Jedi trailer was that uh, it? probably the last major one. You know, they'll probably do little tweaks from here and there. Some but, TV uh, spots, but yeah. that was the biggie, I guess. They did this two years ago with the right. Force Awakens. Yeah, Monday, that's Apple really cool.
0: I think the way they do it is really awesome. And then the Justice League trailer came out, and we have a differing opinions about that. Yes, we do. So but let's get into the Indians. Obviously, that's the big news today. Uh, news Herald and Morning Journal headline said. Colossal collapse. Is that you? Did you write that? I did not write that, but I, I had the suggestion. I mean, it fits it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, you're up two zero, and you know, look, people can say that they were lucky to be up two zero when they came back in that game two from that eight three deficit. But you go to New York; it's a pitcher's duel. One hit decides the game. The Greg Bird home run, and look, if Aaron Judge is in six seven. He might not have caught. If that was a six foot outfielder out oh, there, yeah. Lindor hits that two one homer and it barely gets over the fence. And maybe it's two one and we're thinking ALCS starting tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's how weird baseball is. I mean, it's it's when they say it's a game of inches, it really you is. you can say
1: that about every sport, but it clearly was in this in this uh, in this series. It, it this sounds like a stupid thing to say based on what happened in Game Two, right. but in these last few in these games in New York. Once the Indians got down, I I just had no faith that they were coming back. And well, I mean, it sucks
0: to feel that way. You know, there were signs everywhere, but if you look at one, two, three in the order, Lindor, Kipnis, and um, Ramirez. I mean, just go online and look at the series composite stats. I think uh, Lindor batted one eleven. Kipnis was like one seventy five. Ramirez was like 120. I mean, you, when you get that kind of production out of those three guys, you have no shot. And your, and your cleanup hitter missed two out of five games. You know, Edwin and Conorcio. I mean, is there
1: any cooler sport, e- even though, okay, this is a this is a best of five, there's a best of seven. Any baseball team, I think of all the sports, can just go in the tank for any few games. And I know. Uh, they just, for a team that was so hot for so long, you know, this is what we were kind of worried about in the back of our paranoid minds during the streak, you know, like. Well, look at last year's World Series, for example. I mean, the.
0: Cubs come in as this overwhelming favorite in the World Series. Indians are limping around. They got guys on the DL. They got, you know, Excuse Kluber me. and Chomlin. they really got two starting pitchers. And the Indians are up 3-1 in the series. And then, boom, all of a sudden, it's, you know, it, here's what's disappointing about this now. I mean, you hate to start putting, you know, titles on the on the Indians. But 0-6 in their last six closeout games. Yeah. You know, up 3-1 in the World Series last year, lose three straight, up 2-0, can't close out, lose three. So you're 0-6 here in the last three closeouts. With Kluber pitching two of those games, right? I think. Yeah. Or Yeah, because he pitched he, he game pitched four game. of the World Series last year. He didn't pitch game seven? Yeah, but that, that would have been one game, and then he pitched uh, yesterday. The, game two was not a closeout game.
1: No, no, no. I, I guess I think you said i I'm sorry. You're right.
0: A, you know, so, yeah. he, you know, Kluber... So to me... If I'm an Indians fan, my biggest disappointment outside of, you know, hey, look, Lindor didn't hit, Ramirez didn't hit, Kipnis didn't hit, you know, that's baseball. Hitters go through some – and, you know, look, everybody's human. But to see Kluber just, you know, flat out not get it done, I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. He just did not get it done. And whether he was injured or or whatever – and Francona, he sort of hinted at that after the game that he might have been dealing with something. He, you know, he he was on a deal for, for the sore back, uh, like in I think middle of July. Right. So you know maybe that flared up again, but you know the odds of him having two bad games in a row when he was so dominant for for you know five months or out of the season it makes that to me is the biggest frustration if I'm an Indians fan today.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you look for narratives to just grab onto when you're, you know, in the whole thing of, uh, so he pitches game two, he doesn't look like himself, and it's all over the broadcast. Well, he, he, got doesn't, he doesn't like pitching on an extra day of rest. He's like, oh, okay, he'll be fine next time. Right, like, come, come on. <laughs> yeah. Did, you know? It was a little hard to swallow. Um, uh, just to go from those two games where, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about it here, and I have no right to say this because I really, you know, don't follow the Indians that much all year, but like. There's just something. I have a limited sample size. I've been to a couple games where Trevor Bowers pitched. He hasn't looked great when I've seen him. I'm just for that reason, I'm not the world's biggest Trevor Bower. Yeah, he's and hard game to trust. One, and then game one, yeah, he was. It was. was a, nice out. It was a symphony out there. Yeah, I was. And then the only thing I was nervous about game was at four. four. Like, well, now he's on a day. You know, one day Only less. three days rest. Right? And uh, so I don't know. There were just I, I. just became. We just always go back to I just became paranoid uh, or not paranoid, pessimistic Cleveland fan.
0: I think the biggest thing to take away from this uh, series, when you look at the big picture, is last year. I think when they when they lost Game Seven of the World Series, look, everybody, if you're a fan, you're, you're heartbroken, you're disappointed, you're this close, one run away from winning a World Series, first one since '48. But there was always that silver lining, like, hey, they were not anywhere near what oh, their full power was. Mm-hmm. You know, Brantley wasn't in the lineup, Carrasco was out. Set. I mean, they had all these guys out, and they still – Right. So you're thinking, okay, let's let's see what happens when they've got your full contingent. This one leaves a big, empty space. You know, I, I think there's a lot of questions, you know, about what happened. And now, I don't know if there's a lot of questions about this team next year. I mean, this team is going to be really good next year.
1: I, I mean, you try to just run it back, right? Uh, who's up for um, – uh, uh, the first baseman is up for contract, right? Santana. Yes. I think he's doing one. Right, so you, more or less, you're bringing this team back, you would think. And, and I don't know that you can do much better than that. I mean, they spent big last right. off season. I don't think it's fair to go ask them to get another $20 million hitter. No, run. and I think the only thing they got to question with,
0: with this team is Kipnis. He doesn't have a position. Yeah. You know, if they're if they, it, it sounds like they like Rachale at third because of his defense. He's, you know, he's got to improve his doesn't offense. Have much. But, you know, they like Ramirez a second. Okay, so now you've got Bradley Zimmer. He's the future in center field. And you know you'd like Bruce. I, I think he's up. They got to do something with him. I think they're going to try to resign him. I don't know for how much.
1: Boy, I would if you could. I mean, yeah. So if you say, let's say you have Bruce and
0: Brantley as your cornerstones, and you put Zimmer in center. Where's Kipnis? He's got
1: two. He signed. So you letting Santana go. In this scenario.
0: I, I would no. Here's James what I would Bruce? do. I would try to trade. I would try to sign Santana for the right price. Right and cuz he's actually turned into a pretty good defensive second first baseman. He exactly. was a liability at first in his career. Now he's not, not Now he's not bad. My thing would be try to trade Kipnis and get some keep reloading your minor leagues or maybe you can get another relief pitcher or something. See Kipnis signed a 6-year extension in 2014 for like 52 million. So he's making about about eight and change a year, which, you know, that's pretty reasonable. I think that's pretty affordable. Yeah. So what he's got do I math here for Three years left on his deal. Two years left on his deal. Whatever it is, I think you try to move him. Try to get some. Try to get some more bullpen help, or whatever. What else? Whatever. Maybe you get another starter, or I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a third baseman out there you can try to trade for him. Yeah. I don't know, but I think you got to do something with him because I
1: think if you come back with him, I don't know where you plan. This is the fan of me coming out. I really like that guy. You know, I like I him too. To, I'd hate to see him go. He's a uh, He's sort of one of those faces of this team, I think. Yeah, he is. But but I agree with everything you're saying. I agree are you keeping Ramirez or Kipnis? I didn't like Ramirez. I mean, Ramirez, I was disappointed in this series, but I know what he did this year. Right, you know, so. right. So, you know,
0: it's disappointing. You know, and it, like I wrote about this before the season or before the playoffs started. I said this this, is the t- this was a bad matchup for the Indians. Not, I mean, I don't want to say a bad, but a tough matchup. Yankees were coming in. They were playing very well. They got a great bullpen,
1: and you saw what happened, except for game two, when they get to that bullpen. I'm so it's sick. Like lights out. As someone who basically mostly watches the postseason now with the Indians, I'm really sick of seeing the dolls, Dolphins Chaplin. How do you uh, say his uh, name? A, a, a I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. like, I'm like he, Oh, we got to go through this guy. Again. I mean, think guy throws
0: a hundred every pitch. It's uh, crazy. I don't know how you how you hit that guy. in
1: no. Yeah.
0: But you know, like when it was three two, and you're like, you gotta get this, you gotta tie this game up. I mean, you, you gotta tie it up before the eighth because that guy, guy, you know, that guy's coming in for a six out save. Yep. You know, and as a baseball fan, I, in a way, I kind of felt pretty good for Joe Girardi. That guy got railed on in game two. I mean, he just got destroyed. I might have
1: enjoyed looking up
0: the back pages of the uh, tabloids in New York. My go- I mean, like, you know, he takes out Sabathia. He's got the second-best bullpen in baseball be- behind the Indians, and he's taking out Sabathia, and they're just crucifying him. And then, look, rightfully so, he got dinged for not challenging that call before Lindor hit the Grand Slam. That changed the whole complexity of this. You know, yeah. that series could have been over a lot earlier, but, you know... We'll see what the Yankees can do. You know. Sometimes
1: yeah. I can be like that. There's no part of me today that feels good for Joe Girardi.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, but that's just a baseball fan of me. Yeah. Just I hate the Yankees, man. Just. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. And look, and if I was a new, if I was a, if I was a Yankee fan, I would love this team, young and upcoming. And I think what's even more frustrating if you're an Indians fan, I mean, they
0: could not have pitched to Aaron Judge better. They made that guy look so foolish. That guy was such a non-factor in that series. Signed from the catch. Right. If you would have told me that guy was going to go one for sixteen with I think thirteen strikeouts, I'd have been like, you know, this is going to be a sweep. Yeah. And you know, Just
1: all of our big bats went cold.
0: Yeah, Gregarious. You know, they got the timely hitting when they absolutely needed it. That's like not, you know, Indians outside of maybe games two, you know, it was it was, it was a struggle. So, uh, but this team's in place. I don't think Francona's going anywhere. I think they're going to be back. They're going to be a factor again next year.
1: I mean, you heard, you know, I watched some of the, the pregame stuff, um, I don't remember, which a couple of the games, you know, and all the experts, you basically kept hearing the same theme. This is the most complete team in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I know they didn't. They obviously didn't get it done. They obviously fell well short of expectations. I don't know how much you want to mess with a team that experts are saying is the most complete going. I yeah. Mean, I think you just try to run it back. Baseball's a funny game. Those guys could all be hot next year. Yeah. That were cold as hey, cold. this is
0: a perfect example of how baseball works and you just can't figure it out. The Indians win 22 in a row. They're 34-4 or whatever they are going into the playoffs. And remember the Dodgers the last month and a half? Oh, this team, 15 out of 17. This team is going to be out. They're playing the Cardinals or the uh, Diamondbacks in the first round. What happens? They sustain. Sweep their way to the first round.
1: You just never know what's going to happen. No, so. this is the hardest sport I think to uh, to predict.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: all right. Well, so but hey, great season. You know,
0: wait till next year, right? A lot of good memories, right? Absolutely. So let's move on to the Brownies,
1: all in whatever they are. Was it five or whatever? I think they're own five. five. So, and I think I was predicting a win total under everyone else I heard, but they're even worse than I thought they'd be.
0: I do love the the, the pundits, the talking heads, when they look at Brown's schedule. And I've done this in the past, but I've stopped doing it. And I was I was I was semi-amused when they started 0-2, but they said, wait for this stretch, this three-game stretch. I could see this team being three and two. I'm like, let's just see what happens. What I'm not know? predicting anything
1: with this team. And boy,
0: oh boy, I tell you. I'm having trouble
1: sticking. My prediction was, I don't think we did it on the podcast. My prediction was three and thirteen, and it's it's getting hard to see yeah. that. No, there's no I mean,
0: if you look at, you know, after about five games, you can start figuring out. Okay, who's who are the good, who 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 are the goods, who are the bads in this in this league? And you know, you look at the schedule coming up. Oh boy, I mean, they're playing the Chargers, who are one in five or one in four. But it's at it's in L.A. There might like, be
1: that might be a home field for the Browns, though. That's, I know. Team is, right, they can't do anything. Situation, but they, they they uh
0: this team. I talked to you know Jeff Shadel, who we have on this show uh, on occasion. He was like and he makes such a good point. He's like it's almost impossible. like as this season these season's mount up and this stuff gets worse and it's almost impossible to be this bad for this long and have these
1: unbelievably n- a number of quarterbacks. I think it's 28 now. It says
0: 28 quarterbacks or since the, 1999. The news of
1: yesterday is we we made another switch. Kaiser's out for right now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh Kevin Hogan's in. Uh I mean the one thing I'll say to your point, I I agree and it's one reason why even though it gets harder and harder to say this. I, I want to stay the course. I don't want to change regimes again after two years. I mean, I don't know how you ever you, get better. Honestly, you have that, faith. I have less. In Sashi Brown, did.
0: You, you really think this is a good plan right now? The, the here's the garbage they're throwing out. I'm going to say it, it's garbage on, on offense right now. What they're throwing out there with these receivers
1: and that offensive line, who they put all this money into, these guys are just not producing. These are all these are all good points, and this is my I I like the idea of the plan more than how it's unfolding. The whole crux of this plan is having people who are good at picking players, and if they can't pick players, then they got to go like everybody else. So, I guess my thing is, <laughs> and we've argued about this
0: so so many times. You know, you're one in fifteen last year. You're three and thirteen the year before. If you're one in 2 and four. I mean, how can you? How can you look in a mirror here, Jimmy Haslam, and say, "Okay, we're on the right course." How could you sell to your fans, like, believe in us, keep coming to these games? Like, if they win, that would give them, let's say they go, let's give them 2-14 this year. So you're talking six wins
1: in three seasons, and we're supposed to believe in them? I I mean, this is where we've argued. I really don't care that much about the win total. I'd be fine. But when are you going to start caring?
0: Um, Like, when is it, when do you you look at this team and say, all right, let's start winning? Because you you can't just snap your fingers and say, hold on. You can't just snap your fingers and say, you know, we're getting Jerry Rice on the outside and Michael Irvin and, and you know, Kellen Winslow on, on our, as, at tight end. These
1: guys aren't just growing on trees. No, The point I'm always trying to make with this is uh, if you're drafting well, eventually it's going to flip and you're going to have a lot of talent. So if you're not drafting well, then it's a disaster. And I didn't think the Browns would be good. I thought the Browns would have a pretty bad record again this year, even though I like the plan, because in my heart of hearts, I did not believe Kaiser would be good. And if your quarterback's not good, you're not good, for the most part, uh, especially if you've got a young team, you know, on the way up. So, but I, I thought we'd be more, I thought they'd be more competitive. I, I thought I'd see more talent at other positions. Um, you know, the defense shows signs and guys got hurt Then they were terrible. I, I don't know. And, you know, Hogan did come in. I was at the Jets game and I didn't really watch it on TV, so it's kind of a different perspective, but... You were suddenly seeing something out of the receivers as soon as a quarterback was making you know quicker, I mean, better I'll decisions. I give, give him that Coleman being no, hurt isn't helping. Coleman's not hurt. You know, we still don't know what we have in here. He's got to be available.
0: You, you know, you got to be available if,
1: if you're going to produce. Well, I think that's an easy thing to say. You, you and I could break a hand going to the grocery store. Like things happen. Okay, I, mean, I get that, but he's been hurt for two years in a row now. I, I know. I you know I don't know. You're not going to get any
0: development. I mean, you're basically going to be a rookie again next year. And this I, is your third year in the league.
1: If you tell me he did something wrong by breaking his hand, okay. I, I don't. I don't know. like. It's a silly argument to have, you know. Um, if they shouldn't draft him because he's obviously he was going to break his hand. Well, I'm not on. saying I that. I don't know. I'm not
0: saying you. you it's a, it's a mistake that you drafted him. I'm saying how you can't count on this guy. And you know, how do you develop any kind of rapport? No, I think that goes
1: into the bad luck. I mean,
0: yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I guess. But I mean, you know, I think you got to move on and you got to keep addressing these positions and they. Keep it acting like. Well, we'll just sign. I mean, this is this is where the state of the Browns is. I don't. Really, I don't know if a lot of people saw this last week. They signed a guy literally off the street on Monday or Tuesday of last week, and this guy
1: was the most targeted receiver in the game on Sunday. You're talking know about Treggs. Yes. I was joking to some guy next to us in the stands. I'm like, Oh, you were at the game? Yeah, I went to the oh. game, and a lot of good seats available, by the way. Uh, I mean, think about put that in perspective. Uh, no, I made a joke. I'm like, All right, Treggs, you're now our number one wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, so, and and we're supposed
0: to believe when Sashi Brown gets in front of the the you know the media and says, yeah, we're 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 still on track. You know, he acts. I guess by my, my confusion, and if I was a you know a big time Browns fan, I'd be very upset. Like when he's sitting there, basically like, yeah, don't worry, everything's cool. We're 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 on the track. Like, you you've got to show me tangible evidence why things are working. Okay. So here's what I know as a Browns fan. If I'm a Browns fan, diehard Browns fan, season ticket holder, you're selling us a bill of goods on Kaiser. I mean, Hugh Jackson stood in front of everybody and said, "He's our guy. We're gonna ride with him. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go through the thick and thin with him." Things to, suddenly
1: things get tough. He's on the bench. I I do not like this. I, I think you're you know, basically giving up on Kaiser. He I is putting a himself in a corner. Yep, Hugh Jackson. I mean, because I I think. Kevin Hogan is pro- probably gives you a better chance to win right now. That's, but does any of us think Kevin Hogan is the future? But I
0: think this is where I think Hugh Jackson is making a play for his future. I think so.
1: Too. I, I think you can make an argument that it's a bit of a selfish decision.
0: I, th- I think, he, well, but again, that, that NFL is about survival. Like You, you know what I mean? Like, nothing is guaranteed, you know. So if he goes 1-15 with Deshaun Kaiser, Jimmy Haslam walking in his office and saying, you know, we're moving on right more than likely I suppose you can you're gonna sell the public a, a two and thirty coach in two years I mean you've got to you've got to give the fans you've you got to give your owner more than that so he I think he knows he can probably win some games with Hogan and I think he's fighting for his job and I think look it's it, you know we'll probably talk about this in the future it's a, there's a ton of good quarterbacks coming out next year right I'm I think like, we're I think we're I think we're getting back to the fact where this team's going to be drafting a quarterback
1: early next year. And, and I hope they do. And kind of my only I can have this fear probably is that Hogan's going to win us some meaningless games. He's not the answer, and he's going to take us out of uh, a slot to draft the guy that we really want.
0: You know, I'd rather suck See, it up. For I think year. you've got to start building confidence. You got to start building a winning. You cannot keep winning one or two games and say, "Yeah, once we get everything in place, now nah, we can start." You got to start building a culture of winning and this this avalanche of pathetic football, it's got to stop.
1: I guess. If I hear one more coach, though, ever talk about changing the culture, I'm going to throw something through my TV. You do something. So much of it's media. Okay, change the wording. So You've got to have talent. you got to keep building talent. I yeah. think once you have talent, so I think the winning will come. That's up. the point I'm looking at. Where is the talent on this team? Well, this is, you know, the, you mentioned the line. That's, they, that was an area I thought, okay, they put some resources there. This line should be better. And I don't think Crowell is the greatest running back in the world. And I think Duke Johnson always looks better than Crowell does. I don't think Crowell has giant holes to run through either. I know. You know, I don't I don't know. And I do – now I'm all over the place with my thoughts. But I would like to see more Duke Johnson and less Isaiah Crowell, unless they just think Duke Johnson just can't take the pounding. Because right. I think he's one of the few talents you have on this team. I like watching that kid play. You know, it's interesting. We always talk about, well, if
0: this guy had been drafted by the Browns –
1: would the, he have just been flushed out of the league in three years? Well, you know,
0: some of my, one of my coworkers made a good point. Like if the Browns had drafted Ladainian Tomlinson, he's what I always
1: think of. Yeah,
0: would he have been a, like a Duke Johnson type guy and been out of the league in five years,
1: or would he have been a Hall of Famer? What if? Okay, so my major frustration, e- e- even though I can defend every move at the time, you were you were in position without having to move or trade up or anything to just take two quarterbacks who've looked pretty good in the last couple of years, Wentz and Watson. You, you could have obviously Someone taken other started. guys doing different things, but like you tr- you specifically traded yeah. out of those picks, and I would take either of those guys right now. But then I wonder, if we had drafted Watson, would he look just about like Deshaun Kaiser with his team, and would he be benched? Like He looks great. In Houston, I, I would argue
0: that Watson would do would be doing okay here. I don't think he'd be
1: doing fantastic. He wouldn't be doing as well. I mean, Houston's a much more developed team, right. and that helps. Yeah. But I would agree. I would think he would look better than Kaiser. Okay, let's get but into you this. We just never know, man. Let's
0: get into this because, you know, Lo and behold, guess who the Browns play on Sunday?
1: Oh, uh, the Texans.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting conversation. And you know, these writers are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, getting ready for, to go on this one. But you know, look, it's a fair point. You know, if you know, look, Miles Garrett looked pretty good in his first game. Two sacks. He only played a handful of series or of series. And on those two plays, play, he just
1: bowled right. Yeah, so everybody. like
0: you know, but you know, going to get Collins I, back this week. That should help. I'm still of the belief that they should have went quarterback, even at number one. But whatever. So you you take Garrett at 1, and you're sitting there at 12, and this guy's staring you right in the face, and you pass at him.
1: Right now, Garrett and
0: Watson would look like a pretty great first round. So, you know, what's the narrative going to be if Watson – I mean, he's got 10 or 9 touch, nine, nine pa- passing touchdowns, 10 total in the last two weeks. I mean, I'm it's just sickening wondering if he's throwing four or five touchdowns last week. What? I'm really interested to see what Hugh Jackson's – facial expressions are going to be during that game. I, 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 do, I do like watching when they zoom in on the coach after certain plays and, you know, wonder what, not only what she'll be thinking, but Sashi Brown and Jimmy Haslam. I, you know, I would love to hear the Sashi Brown, Jimmy Haslam conversations on Mondays, <laughs> especially yeah, sure. the last two or three weeks. For I mean, sure. You know, and you just wonder... Where this season's going, where it's heading, and what's going to happen? I mean, do you think Hugh is going to survive this if it's one and 15, 2 and fourteen?
1: I guess I would think no. I Would, would you keep him? I probably would. I just want continuity. Hugh Jackson has a good reputation. See, I'm I'm, an, I,
0: I'm on the I'm thinking of keep Hugh and get rid of this front office. I'm sorry, but I look, I, I have le- I this have is a results driven league, man. Show me the results. Show me the improvement.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> right, I'm I trying to stick with this. Right. I still like it in theory. It does not look great.
0: I know. Uh, I'm going to hold you to this by after week twelve.
1: I don't three of the season. I don't so much mind zero and five. Well, I mind losing to the Jets at home. I mind you're just not, I, that Bengals game is still just such a that was it. I didn't think you were going to beat the Bengals, but you should have been competitive with them. And that's really my concern. And we'll see. You know, I don't like the benching of Kaiser because I think the kid deserves more time. Even though he drives me, he dri- he drops back and then takes way too long in the pocket. I right, mean, everybody sees it. That drives me nuts. But like, I still think out of him and Hogan, only one of them could possibly be your long term fix. Right. Uh, like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kevin Hogan will go on to have this amazing career as the Browns starting quarterback. I don't think so. So I hate giving up on the kid. That said, I, I bet the Browns look more competitive this week with Hogan behind uh, center.
0: We'll see defensively it's going to be interesting so let's move on though uh calves open a season on tuesday a week earlier than usually than normal because they're going to be avoiding a lot of these those four five it's games like a week and, and a half early, four year. games oh, yeah. and five nights where it's been just those murderous murderous stretches that the players union complained about so it's, it is interesting that they're starting a little earlier sure uh
1: like just in the nick of time
0: yeah the celtics coming into town with Kyrie Irving uh but there's a little bit of drama with LeBron James and his his little tender ankle. And how you feeling about I, this season? Have you seen them in the preseason? Uh, I have
1: watched a good bit of like the first half of those games, um, and uh, I was not I was not shocked how disjointed they looked like when they put LeBron in for the first time against the Bulls. You know, this team looked now they were playing pretty lousy competition, and it was the preseason. But right. I thought this new starting five minus LeBron James looked pretty cohesive and kind of fun to watch. There was a lot of ball movement. There was a lot of cutting. Um, and then LeBron came back in and who knows how much of it's unfamiliarity and how much he's just kind of uh, still dealing with the ankle. But they didn't look very good, very disjointed. Right. Um, I think even if he plays on Tuesday, I'm preparing myself for a loss to Kyrie's uh, Celtics. I just think I, I like what the Cavs have done for the most part in this offseason, but I think because there's so many new parts and because they're going to be trying things I think everyone should prepare themselves for a not great record out of the gate. I mean, I think it'll take a little bit of time to gel. Yeah. Um, Do you like what they're doing with the starting lineup? I looked at it. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty.
0: Pretty. I think it's solid. I mean, you got Rose, who I think is going to be nice. You know, you got Rose and Wade, and you got LeBron and uh, Crowder, and you know, is is uh, Kevin Love? Good enough to play center. That's going to be an adjustment.
1: I think in this today's NBA, where it's smaller and you don't have a ton yeah. of big.
0: I mean, is he going to be posting up? I mean, he still likes his perimeter game. I don't. That's my biggest question well, about Love.
1: This is what I don't like about the starting r- lineup. They need Love shooting more than ever because you got Rose right. and Wade. I would not start Rose and Wade. I would pick pick one of them and, and who, say, who else would you start? I'd start Jarr Smith. I think he need the shooting. Jarr Smith's been a starter on this team. He's a yeah. better defender, I think, at this point. Um. I like the idea of Rose or Wade running the second unit. Cooled, I know they're going to try I've, to do. This I've, I've cooled
0: on J.R. Smith.
1: Um, eh, he still he still opens things up.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, so you're just worried I, about D. Wade and his
1: outside shooting? Yeah, him and Rose. That's not their forte.
0: I mean, you got. I mean, you almost have to start Rose. You got to have a point guard. I mean, unless you're going to start, with unless you're going to play LeBron. Point.
1: I think Wade can play some point. I, I think with how much yeah, LeBron, yeah, really. I don't know about that. I sort of agree with this. You know, they call it this positionless N- of NBA anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's their only option at point right now. Rose. Yeah, pretty much.
0: So, I mean, you got to start him. I mean, I mean, I guess it's between I- Dwayne Wade and, and Jared Smith. I
1: would have, I would have Dwayne Wade coming off the bench. I think he brings some nice stability. I side. think you're
0: going to see, and this is just me, this throwing this against the wall. I think you're going to see Jarrett and Wade playing pretty equal minutes. Maybe you know, not as like fifty fifty, but like if you know. Dwayne's going to – let's say he plays, you know, 28 minutes and what's-his-name plays, you know, whatever, 20. You know, I think it might be something like that. And I, I don't think it's going to be where Wade's out there playing, you know, 38, 40 minutes a game.
1: Well, you still – you're going to find – you know, you, you re-signed and paid decent money to Corver. You're going to find minutes for him. Yeah, right. Are you going to pay Shumpert $10 million to sit on the bench?
0: Look, Shum- I told you that was a deadweight contract and a, and, a, and a dumb decision by your boy last year anyway. I, I mean, that, that guy – I mean, come on. He doesn't give you anything at
1: offense. Thou shall not uh, speak ill of David Griffin on this show. I know,
0: but, like, you, you, you look at what they gave him. I mean, and I know it was like, well, they won a title, so let's keep it all together. And you are kind of almost were forced to kind of do that move. But that one is going to come back to haunt him, I think. I mean, like nothing's just because you got a what an eighty or sixty million dollar contract. It doesn't mean you got to play. There's guys with dead contracts all over the league. I think
1: I think when you look at what guys are making on this team in the minutes they play, it's going to be such a weird ratio. If you got Wade and, and Rose, well, look how and, different the team is now. Wade, Rose, and you know I like Jeff Green in that second unit as kind of some a bigger athletic yeah. guy. Uh, I think that's a great bargain. You know, I don't think he's going to change your whole fortune, but for a guy you get for the minimum, I think that's another good pickup. Well, I so. think the thing is okay, – I we, think your new minimum guys are going to get a lot of minutes. We got, we just got to know,
0: like, okay, what's going on? We're going to find out pretty soon. Like, It's been a big mystery. Like, no one's really said anything about this injury. Like, With LeBron? Yeah. I mean, like, an ankle could be anything. Where, like, you like, you know, and Encarnacion tweaks it, and he's back out there running around batting, which is incredible. Yeah, incredible. But – and you look at a guy like Brantley who was out for two and a half months and yeah could you know couldn't do anything. So there's degrees of ankles and if LeBron doesn't have that explosiveness, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big time problem for them. Especially if he's out you know not out but like limited for the first two or three weeks.
1: Yeah, I just think the Good
0: thing is the East is so bad. It won't the East matter. is so
1: bad. It's really the Celtics and to a degree the Wizards. And yeah. uh until that ankle gets real serious, I wouldn't you know, I I don't mind if he misses a week or two. I mean I don't think their record's gonna be. Do you taken. think he's gonna? He'll play, don't you think? Opening night, because it's opening night and it's Kyrie. I say if he can't play, like they're gonna have to strap him down. Yeah, because, I mean know, he's gonna
0: play. I would think.
1: I would think so too. And then well, you'll watch. He'll play, and then he'll miss three games. Yeah, he'll
0: be there. Right. That's for TNT
1: with Kyrie. Where's your
0: excitement level for that game?
1: Uh, depends. On, I, again, I'm prepared for them to lose. Either I heard this. I haven't really watched the Celtics in the preseason. But like I can barely watch the Cavs, but you hear they look pretty good. So I. I just think we're going to be kind of disjointed on opening night and probably lose. But uh, still, that's a that's a big regular season game. It's going to be exciting. Okay,
0: so let's get on to pop culture real quick. Two trailers came out. One was really highly anticipated, Monday Night Football. I love the other one. It didn't get much... That- it was the
1: best of trailers. It was the worst.
0: It trailers. wasn't bad. Be quiet. So the first one was The Last Jedi, Star Wars, came out Monday Night Football. Well, Mr. Trubisky, Mr. Trubisky was playing quarterback for the Bears. That game um, had a little bit of everything. Yeah, right. So Stormtroopers. You wrote a column or like a reaction piece to it. I still haven't read it. I will give it a read. But, kind of in a nutshell,
1: what, what were your feelings about it? First of all, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was just full of excitement and uh, further building up, I guess, the mystery, if we want to say that. I mean, I don't know how much you want to get me. I have no spoilers. I have tried to not read things this time around. But I have. Well, it's out there. There's less, we can talk about anything. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, there are always like spoiler sites that maybe. Oh, oh I, I think,
0: okay. I think my spoiler was about what was in the trailer. No, no, no. I mean about the movie.
1: I'm not, I've not. Oh, tried, okay. I tried okay. to avoid like okay. this is apparently what's going to happen. Oh, okay. Um, so this is all me speculating, but um, well, don't my, well, don't
0: speculate. Let's just react to the trailer. All
1: right. Well, then I, I <laughs> thought it was great. A lot of it's really about Ray and Kylo Ren, Daisy Ridley's right. character and Adam Driver's character, and
0: trying to find out what their relationship is all about.
1: We don't. We still don't know her heritage. I have my I have my suspicions, and. Um, Really leaning, you know, the, the, obviously we all know The Force Awakens heavily echoed A New Hope. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways this will echo The Empire Strikes Back. Right. Where, which is all about, you know, trying to, Vader's trying to lure Luke to the dark side and tempt him. And I think we're seeing a lot of that with Ray and, and Snoke. And, yeah. uh, I
0: think that's cool we're going to see him in person, it looks like.
1: Yeah, that shot was pretty cool. Where, okay. Whereas
0: in the first one it was like some sort of trajectory or something. Uh, projection. Some, yeah. Proje- yeah. yeah. But... um I thought, to me, the most interesting portion of that trailer was the end, where she's saying something like, "I need someone to guide me through this," and he's. Got I, I s- need someone
1: to show me my place in all of this. I think is yeah. the word. And Kylo Ren opens his hand. You, you're such a geek. It's unbelievable. I know. I love you,
0: it. you know the, ver- the verbiage down pat. I mean, yeah, the- him holding his hand out, you're all like, "Hey, what's gonna happen?" And then there's that shot about him looking like he wants to shoot down his the, uh, the ship that his mom Leia. General Leia is on. so we're gonna see if she is she gonna get whacked in this movie I'll, you know rest in peace Carrie Fisher but you know they gotta do something I mean I really decided is she gonna be killed off in this or is there rumors
1: about that uh I Cause didn't they didn't they say they shot footage for the third one already with her I heard they did not do that. What oh, I heard good. was that she was going to survive this one. They had big plans for her in the third one. Okay. So my suspicion has been that her character will die off screen between movies. You know, they'll just say that she died. Yeah, or right.
0: But I have that one would be that, lame if they did that.
1: Well, I mean, the actress died in real life. What are I you know. going to do? You know. You could
0: do something, though.
1: I, I'd rather they not try to recreate her digitally like some of that Rogue One stuff, right. you know. Um, but do they? do they then maybe decide to... Edit it and change it so he does go over shit. I, you could probably do that if you wanted yeah. to. Um, to me, my favorite, if we're just talking about like favorite things in the trailer, and again, I'm going to quote a line here because I've watched this, you know, 10 times now. But when we don't even know who Luke's talking to, but when Luke says, this will not go the way you think, and mm-hmm. he's all desperate, and he looks like he's been. I think I he's talking you, to Leia. Well, they cut to her, so they make you kind of think that. But this trailer is full of, of dialogue where you really don't know who any of the lines are being said to right my big suspicion is a lot of these lines uh that you think are maybe being said, like the opening lines of where it's snoke and they're showing you images of kylo ren i think you're meant to think he's talking to kylo ren my big suspicion is he's talking to ray
0: you know i thought a really interesting line too was when luke says um, apparently he's talking to somebody i think it's i think it's ray and he says power you possessed i have not seen it since he said
1: i've only seen power like this once before it, it didn't scare me enough then it does now do you think it was he was talking about vader i think he was or emperor the more i thought about it i think they're trying to build up kylo ren and rey as these two huge characters so i think he's gonna i think he's talking about kylo ren and now he's really? saying yeah because you have to remember kylo ren you know it was ben solo he was training him yeah but vader was like or chosen on. one though hang on we know. We know. Ben Solo betrayed him. Killed all those other Jedi. I'm shaking my head. Uh, I will. we A nice uh, meal on it. We'll <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure he's saying like, I. I let. I let Ben Solo go, and he. You know, these terrible things happened, yeah. and now I, I. I'm worried about you. I think
0: and this is just me. I. Have, I don't read the sites. I don't even. From that. From that. Maybe it's too obvious, and I'm just like, way off here. But when he says that, I think he's talking about Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about her power, and the only person I saw with that kind of power didn't frighten me.
1: I think it was Vader. But what would that mean? It didn't scare me enough then? I mean, I think he was scared of Vader plenty. No, I think he was... No, I think he was...
0: I think if you go back and watch those originals, I don't think it, he was as frightened. I think he was more invested in saving his father. But then what, then what was the repercussion of not taking it seriously enough? I just don't think it fits. Not only didn't take it seriously enough, I think he, his I think his love for his dad and trying to redeem him overcame his fear of him in the dark side. But I think maybe, what if? I think Ray and Kylo Ren are brothers and sisters. It's, or the fa- or I think maybe it's either one. It's either one or two things. They're, they're cousins or they're brothers and sisters. He's either. I think actually I think he's going to be Luke's daughter and. Darth Vader was his,
1: his, his would be his what, grandfather, right? Yes. So I used to, I used to really think he was daughter She was Luke's daughter, and now I don't. I my on. my second my second highest guess is that it's Han and Leia's kid, and we just don't know the details of how they apparently don't know. Or that doesn't make any sense. There'd be too that. many
0: holes to fill. I think sense.
1: she's Obi Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. Hmm. You my the main thing I think about this is. Uh, you hear in that, in that fla- in that fl- in that flash dream she yeah, has because right. when you hear right. you hear Obi-Wan's voice and the other bit of kind of thinking business model Lucasfilm and what they're going to do they haven't announced their next spin they have Han the Han Solo movie coming next year right then there'll be episode 9 they haven't announced the next star the standalone i think they normally would have by now i think they're going to finally announce the Kenobi movie i think it's going to fill in a bunch of blanks between episodes 4 and i'm uh, sorry three and four. I like
0: that because you you bring a lot of that that force and Jedi aspect into it. Yeah. I think I watched them. So that movie, this
1: movie comes out December 15th. Say it's hot and heavy in the theaters through February. Look at around March first. I bet they announce a Kenobi movie once everyone's kind of seen you know, it. Maybe do more about him and
0: Vader, Anakin's relationship, and you know they're falling out and stuff. Like yeah, that. I think
1: they'll try to invent uh, some, you know, a lot of Kenobi backstory. Maybe make it out that he was more powerful even than we realized. Yeah. you know that kind of. Stuff. I think it'll be cool if they did something, and obviously, and you, Ewan would be just about the you know you yeah, still play him
0: in the middle. If you did real quick, if you did something like that, I think I think it would be really fascinating to figure, try to do some flashbacks <laughs> or some points of interest of when he was on Tatooine hiding out. I would love to see some sort of interaction between him and Vader on Tatooine, but it would make
1: no sense because... No, I I, I think was, they have to have not seen each other. In exactly. Because, but I think something will take him off... You know, this is just, I could be way wrong. I think something will take him off the planet, some kind of yeah, adventure. Right. He'll meet a woman, it'll be a whole thing, and then right. he'll be back there.
0: Right. Know? Okay, last thing. So Justice League, which is coming out right before Thanksgiving. By the way, uh, Force Awakens on... Jedi, last Jedi comes out right before Christmas, right? December 15th. Is your interest level greater or about the same as it was for Force Awakens?
1: Um, no, nothing could compare. I was so hyped up to see a brand new Star Wars movie directed yeah. by JJ Abrams, but it's pretty high because I think Ryan Johnson's really good. Okay,
0: and so they also released. I think I was on Sunday. I think the last uh, Justice League trailer. You hated it. I really enjoyed it. Tell me why you hated it. Um, it,
1: it's just what I keep. I. I it's that Zack it's the Zack Snyder style. It's uh, it everything just feels so empty and hollow. Oh, it's it's not Marvel. It's not fun, right? Um, Gosh. I, no, I, I actually years. think they're really trying to be fun. Like it, here's one thing I don't like about it. Everything involving Batman is a joke. It just doesn't look it just doesn't look uh, I don't know about that. It just looks overly stylized and just empty and ugh. You're I don't right. know.
0: I hope I like it, man. You're but, wrong about everything. All right. No, I I think it looks. I think it looks great. I think Wonder Woman looks fantastic. I think it's gonna be the the Aquaman stuff. I thought looked really cool. The only thing I didn't like was uh, they had this one scene where Cyborg was like carrying Aquaman. It looked so. It looked really cheesy, like in terms of the 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 special effects. And you know, will they be that over the top stuff? You know, like I don't know. Like we'll see. But I I think uh, Jake. They show a little bit of J.K. Simmons as. Gordon, that's. I think that's gonna be cool. I just think it's gonna be interesting. This whole uh, Steppenwolf character, they haven't really done anything. They haven't showed you. I, that's one thing. Like we talk about with the Last Jedi, they have like I have no idea what this movie is about. And I think it's kind of cool because they, they revealed so much in those Batman v Superman trailers. I mean, obviously you knew that the big thing was they're gonna. Those two characters are gonna fight. But I don't know what is going on. Like there, it looks like there's some sort of scene that's going to take place on uh, wonder woman's home Island. And there's going to be a connection there. And you saw something with uh, the flash and his father who's in prison. And it's going to be all over the place. We'll see if Josh Whedon can kind of craft it all together. Yeah, to work. Josh
1: Whedon is doing the post. That's always the
0: biggest concern with me. Like as much as everybody loves the Avengers, I think some of the weakest things about the Avengers that just
1: so much going on, you know, I, I hope they can try to balance this out. A little I, I will. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I, one big concern about this movie is juggling all these characters and storylines. I, I think the Avengers did it better than Batman v. Superman, but not... I think the best example of this is Captain America uh, Civil War, yeah. which was not Whedon. It's a Marvel movie but right. directed by, I think, the Cleveland guys. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was. Um, so we'll see. I'm interested. When do you think uh, Superman returns? Like Just see, kind of for the last third? That's
0: really, that. I think they're doing a great job with this because... You know, the, the, he opened up that trailer with her dreaming. Close. I think she's dreaming. You, you you assume that she's dreaming. That scene where she sees Clark in the in the cornfield, and he's mentioning about giving her the ring and saying yes to his proposal. But you know, if you have anybody who's followed the comic books knows when they killed him in the '80s, he came back with a black suit, long hair, and a beard. I'm like, if you do that. I think that would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, that would be really cool. I mean, whatever else happens, cool. you know. But I think, I think you're going to get Superman in the last third. I think it's going to be the last I, act. That's like, what I think. You know, I don't think they're going to bring him back in
1: the first 20 minutes. I don't think they should. Um, it makes sense more from a story perspective and juggling all these new characters. You take a major piece off yeah. the board. I mean, they, they hint that like, they're fighting this...
0: Invasion or just supernatural force, and there's there's. If you go back and study the trailer, there are scenes where even Wonder Woman, who looks like she's as strong as Superman at some points in these movies, she's kind of looked like she's getting thrown to the side and she's almost overwhelmed. So I think there's going to be a point where. All hope is lost, and they're just getting ready to get annihilated.
1: And then here he comes. Or maybe they gonna be cool. I think maybe they'll do the, For, the Force Awakens and Luke, and he's just in the final scene being resurrected or something. Yeah, just because they, they got a lot of characters to juggle.
0: There's no question about that. So, all right. So, how are you feeling about everything right now with sports wise and pop culture? Are you in a good place right now? Or are you in a bad place?
1: Um, well, like, look, I didn't expect anything out of this Brown season. It's worse than I thought, but I and. I'm not sure what to make of the Cavs yet. I'm just excited the Cavs are back. I can't wait to have regular Cavs games on my on my schedule. And uh, oh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok! Have you heard anything about? Have you heard any buzz about that movie coming? Uh, not, up? I, I guess decent buzz, but uh, I know they just had a premiere, but I haven't really read any are like the screeners coming up. Uh, nothing yet, but I'm sure there will be one. That's gonna be a good one. That could you be. Know, you know. that, I wonder if that one steals the whole fall. Talking about tra- I we talked about. It. I'm much more optimistic after the second big trailer for Thor. The first one I didn't care for yeah. very much, but it looks pretty fun. All right, we're going to wrap it
0: up. Went a little long. He's got to get out of here. If people want to follow you on Twitter, where are you at? At Mark Mazzouris. And I am at MPoto. So we'll be back in maybe a couple of weeks. We'll we, we can't even figure it out. I we? know. Okay, until then, thanks for listening. This has been a production
1: of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.